The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Welcome into our first off-season edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison, and Jess Navarez with you. Girls, I feel like I haven't seen y'all in so long. I saw Aisha at lunch yesterday, and I gave her a big old hug. Yeah, she gave me a hug. <laughs> I would give you a hug, but I literally it's sprinted okay. in we'll here. We'll do it afterwards. Okay. I was, like, so confused because, she, you know, she's not lovely like this. I'm yeah, like, yeah, she's not. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, just lady missed me. I'm not. I'm not. A, <laughs> it's been I'm forever. Not a, I'm not an affectionate person unless it's with Marcel. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I missed you guys. I feel like there's so yeah. much that we have to talk about. Uh, oh, there is. This, oh, there's a lot. Organization. Um, I'm glad you guys stayed safe during that weird deep freeze. I know it was a weird time for us. I chose to uh, to move during that week, so that Oof. was a lot of fun. Uh, but speaking of moves, the Cowboys have made several since we've been gone. That's uh, a they good segue. Pretty, thank you. That's really good. Thank you. Knocking the rust off. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> Um, so obviously, a few weeks ago, after the disappointing loss in the playoffs to the 49ers, the Cowboys made coaching changes. They got rid of six coaches right off the bat before eventually uh, deciding to part ways with Kellen Moore. That led to Mike McCarthy calling plays. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Kellen Moore and just his impact in leaving. I know we've had several conversations on this show just about, you know, what our thoughts on Kellen Moore, our thoughts on the offense. Uh, but with a move like this, how do we kind of see this shaping up to affect the offense going forward? Oh, guys, we're rusty. We are rusty. <laughs> I was, I was you, know I gotta get, you know I got to gather my thoughts. That's okay. That's all right. It's early. Uh, we are not used to being yeah, a morning podcast. This so we're all tough. in this together. I hope everyone's drinking their coffee with us because this is nothing but coffee. Black coffee at that. Oh, God. I, uh, who am I? I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I think... As far as the Kellen Moore move, it was the right call. It was time, and I I respect what he did while he was here. As far as you know, high scoring offense that he kept you know pretty continuous, and not only just with Dak Prescott. Look at Cooper Rush and the success he had throughout his duration um, in this season. So. I respect Kellen for that. I, I'm interested to see what he does with the Chargers now. I think that's going to be something I specifically keep my eye on next season. But I think a move like this allows for the guys to kind of take a step back and go back to their fundamentals. And really, during this offseason and then going forward, focus on what was not working for them and, and fix those pieces and take those steps to ensure that, yes, you're a high-scoring offense, but you're a consistent high-scoring offense because the thing that was missing the most was the consistency because when they were great, they were great. When they weren't, well, there was they the weren't. downfall. <laughs> but but I, I think having consistency and then I'm excited to see what Mike McCarthy is going to do with this offense. More than anything, I am so excited and um you know, I, I think going back to when he was in Green Bay, 
Remembering those days as a Cowboys fan, watching Mike McCarthy call plays, it was terrifying. So to have that and be on the other side of it now, it's a little bit of a relief. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Aisha, how do you think it changes the play calling? Or I guess before we get into that, what was your assessment of the play calling this season? And, and how would you like to see it change with um, Mike McCarthy calling those plays? Yeah, so, you know, we've talked about it a few times here is that um, there was just a, a constant it felt like a lack of consistency with this offense and how it was run. There were sometimes we would see guys have breakout breakout weeks, and then the next week they were not involved in the offense at all. Just some of the things that were structurally going on, and obviously, I mean, we can talk about it. Some things have come down the pipeline. There was a differences difference in, um, I guess, there were differences between Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore with the play calling and how they would like to go about things. One thing is it seemed like, and even Kellen joked about while he was here, was just the – the idea of running the ball and running the ball, you know, continuously. We saw it when Cooper Rush was playing, but that was I, – I also just felt like the consistency and, like, what is this team's identity? What does this team do well? And there were several times where we would be like, oh, they do this well. <laughs> and then the next week it was like, okay, well, maybe they don't do this so well anymore. So Or, or what's going on? So moving forward, I, I think it's important for – I think it's being overstated right now just how much – this team um, offensively needs an identity, something they can go back to when everything else is failing. And um, moving forward also, I mean, what Kelly Moore did for this team, I felt like keeping them, like you said, keeping them in the uh, upper echelon uh, statistically and those, and then performing well was great. I just feel like there was a lack of who, who gathers that side of the ball when there's like everything is wrong. But with Mike Solari coming in as the offensive line coach, I'm interested in that just because, you know, he does some things in the run game that I think these tight ends, these young tight ends and stuff, like they'll be more involved consistently. And with Mike McCarthy, um, I have never really gotten the chance to see him as a play caller, as an, as an adult and understanding the game. So I've been kind of taking a look back at some of the stuff he would do. I guess where I am with him is just kind of staying open-minded because he hasn't called plays in so long. So I think it's unfair for – us to be like, oh, well, this is what you should expect. Because <laughs> the same could be said about Dan Quinn before he stepped sure, up in sure. here. And this is a gentleman who changed his philosophy. So I'm excited to see what happens for, and also for the benefit of the players, for them to be put in the best situations to make plays and do the things they do well consistently uh, moving forward for this offense. I love that you pointed out to just keeping an open mind when it comes to some of these changes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was talking to... Uh, someone upstairs about just this organization in general and how you get a different perspective of this team when you work for them as opposed to just, you know, cheering them on as, as you're yeah. a team that you support, right? And something that we were talking about um, was the loss to San Fran and how everybody considers this year uh, a failure because we didn't win the division or we didn't go to the Super Bowl. And it's so crazy how... When you look at everything that this team accomplished this year, I mean, finishing 12 and five in the regular season, or 12 and four, I guess, in the regular season, and then 13 and five, or whatever. Numbers are hard. It's early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> finished 13 and five is the point I'm trying to make. Um, but, you know, the offense was top 10, the defense was top 10. You have a quarterback in Dak Prescott who really wants to be successful. You've got playmakers across the board on both sides of the ball. And it's just, it's crazy how you kind of have to shift your mentality a little bit when thinking about all facets uh, of this team. And that extends into the coaching as well. I think we have to keep an open mind in seeing how Brian Schlottenheimer is also going to step in at OC and mm -hmm. how he's going to work with Mike McCarthy. I think to me, that's the most interesting thing that, that I'm looking forward to is how much control yeah. does 
Schlott really have, you know, or, or what is going to be his role alongside McCarthy? How are they going to work together? Because I don't really know that it's a secret anymore that towards the end, Kellen and Mike had mm-hmm. a little tension. They had sure. some, they butted heads on some things. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how that relationship develops. And I think you mentioned too, Dan Quinn coming back. Um, yeah. I Woo! think we all Party. collectively Party. celebrated. Uh, that is such a win, such a win for this team. <laughs> it's been that long since we've talked. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was thinking about it oh the other goodness. day. I know we 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 have to be kind of quick with it, and we didn't get to talk last week and stuff. But mm-hmm. yo, if that defense that came out and played against the 49ers, if that defense because it, I just I'm just if that if that defense comes out and plays like that next year, because I'm at a point too also too with the defense, I'm like I'm gonna stop doubting them mm-hmm. because yeah. I think coming into this season, a lot of people were like, well, can they can they get as many turnovers? That doesn't happen anymore. Like, oh no, this is no fluke. These gentlemen are well coached. And they did. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> they were dominant. And so, and just even to just see how they improved in the run game, how they, it, there was an emphasis to improve on the run game. Like, there's a lot of it came together in that 49ers game. We saw it. And it was just to me like a flash of just like, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, they're getting better every year. So I'm really excited to see that side of the ball. But I mean, I know we talking about offense, but my bad. Yeah, I got to no, say, I, I, I don't know if they got enough into credit. The dude. defense, so yes. that's that's perfect, and I think that that's important to note too, because when you think about where this defense was, I don't know, twenty twenty, mm. and oh, what please. it looked like. Lord, we don't remember you know that I mean? year. And now, when you when you talk about this team and the defense being the identity, I think when you look at free agency, like sure, you want to get some offensive weapons in here to help shore up that wide receiver room, maybe figure out the running back situation. But uh, really, I think it's important to make sure that you're bringing back a lot of those guys that were on the teams, the Donovan Wilsons, the Leighton Vander Esch. I mean, heck, even Anthony Barr was a really big impact player. Jonathan Hankins down the stretch there with the run defense. So I think it's really important for that side of the ball uh, to continue to be cohesive. It's so strange, too. Like, everyone's been asking me, like, oh, like, what does your time look like now that, you know, the the, the (laughs) season is over? And it does feel weird because you get so attached to – I guess the routine of okay on on Monday you know it's Mike Day mm-hmm. and then on Wednesday we're, oh I'm gonna go chat with J Ron or Michael Gallup or, or whoever it is and so it's been kind of strange around here just like going up to my yeah. desk and working on some off season projects but yeah so obviously a lot of coaching changes I think that's a good point for us to take a break when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about some of these free agents on the list and we will let Aisha dig into some of the stuff she's been working on. On the draft show. This is Girl Talk Boy Talk presented by Jigsaw. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. 
I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Jess? Just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco. Visit the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. You can visit thestardistrict.com for more information. The Star District, where some of these guys on this free agent list may or may not be coming back. I'm looking at it. It always surprised me. It surprises me when I look at the, this list of like how many people are yeah. actually on there and how many you know like really important pieces are on this list. So uh, we kind of talked about this before the season trailed off. Uh, Twenty guys on the free agency list that we are tracking. Just a couple off the top: Dalton Schultz, Anthony Brown, Leighton Vanderesh, Anthony Barr, Jason Peters, Jonathan Hankins, C.J. Goodwin. Uh, you've got Connor McGovern on this list, Tater Cooper Tats. Rush, uh, Brett Maher, Tony Pollard is, I think, one of the bigger ones. But I'm almost positive they're going to franchise tag him. Like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not worried. I was worried about Tony midseason, but I don't feel as worried. Yeah. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Uh, but you also have uh, Donovan Wilson on this list. Uh, special teams ace Luke Gifford is on here. Uh, so really just... A lot of guys who were so important to the success of the team this year. Uh, my question for you ladies, how important is it to get deals done with as many of these players as possible? Or do you see a road in which this could maybe shape up and you can figure it out without mm. striking deals with some of these guys? Because like I said, it's hard. Because I think it depends on who it is. There's so many people on there, right? Yeah, yeah I think it depends on who it is because, you know, I... And this is no hate to any of these guys, right? If if it were up to me personally, <laughs> they would all be back. But when you, you look get at a contract, <laughs> you get a contract. That's not how it works here, guys. I unfortunately <laughs> do not make those decisions. But um, you know, when it comes to somebody like Dalton Schultz, for example, and I'm using him for as an example because he's the first one on the list right mm -hmm. here. But that's a that's a really hard position to uh, look at because you have this young tight end group that you didn't necessarily know was going to be as good and impactful as they were at the start of last season. So when Dalton had the chance last season to get his deal going, assuming that that would maybe be the case again this next season, I mean, what a Jake turn Ferguson of events. Jake Ferguson enters you know? the chat. Right, exactly. Yo, so yo his stock go. I'm sorry. It, it's hard to say, but, you know, somebody like Leighton Vanderesh, who you clearly saw, and this is, again, no shade to the defense, you saw a drop-off in the run defense when Leighton was not in the game. Same thing with Jonathan Hankins. So you... It's not negative. That's that's hyping Leighton up because a lot of people were hating on the Wolf Hunter there, and I don't stand. Who, by for the that. way, just celebrated a birthday a couple of days ago. So happy, happy late, late birthday. birthday to Leighton Vander. I would do a Wolf Howl. It's just too early. Clean that. Um, but <laughs> we're okay without you. You know, and then that, actually. Well, <laughs> it's obnoxious when I do it. Uh, his rookie season, I would just randomly do it at my family gatherings Please. and just randomly do it. Man, knew what it meant. Um, or, or something. Even looking at like Jason Peters, who. 
was impactful in more than just ways on the field. So what was interesting, too, is is looking at all of this, you have guys like Brett Maher, who mm-hmm. it was said that, you know, Jerry talked about at the Super Bowl, they're going to move on from kicker. And that that's interesting. So you now have to look at situations of, okay, you can, as a Cowboys fan, you can be upset with Brett Maher and his postseason performance, justifiably so, but now you're in a position that kind of you were the start of last season right. and, and off season in training camp of who's going to be your kicker because somebody has to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a whole thing. So I think it just depends on who you're talking about specifically when no, it comes yeah, to that. You're right. Like as far as like who you're talking about, because I actually was just talking to someone about Donovan Wilson. And for me, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you want to bring I'm. Donovan is one of those people like, yeah, could you – there are safeties on this roster, Marquise Bell. Um, Israel McQuamu, I think, might have made things kind of weird. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was – they were trying to make that him this hybrid. Was like, oh, I can play he, safety. He was like, no, he was like, hey, I, guys, I'm a corner, um, the corner that you drafted, you know. So uh, I think that might have changed some of the, the conversation. But just as far as, like, the safety room with Donovan, I was just having a conversation. Like, he's such a – is he a guy, can you go maybe get a guy in the draft, a young guy that's going to play similarly to him and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple guys that are on my list. In Donovan or Israel? Donovan. Okay. Donovan. Like, if you wanted a gentleman to come in and kind of play the role that Donovan played, you could draft a safety to do that. Absolutely, whatever. Or Marquise Bell could come in if you didn't want to pay Donovan Wilson. But are you going to have the same tone setting? Are you going to have the yeah, same, sure. just that, that viciousness that he, he starts the game with and, you know, and how it kind of trickles down to the rest of the defense? I'm like, those are the other things you have to consider with these players is, like, who are you, who are you letting go? How do, who, who are they in the locker room? Are they leaders in that locker room? And you mentioned Jonathan Hankins. Dude, I, I mean, if you don't bring back Jonathan Hankins, then you got to go get a DT because mm-hmm. Leighton will thank you. Anthony Barr will thank you because we got to see that having a big body in there, how much it helped even the rest of the offensive line. But even like Dante Fowler, it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, he had one of his best seasons here. He was he was one of the biggest playmakers, especially on the defensive side of the ball when they when this pass rush was getting going. And so it's like there's just decisions to be made on if the Cowboys are going to feel like they can draft these positions. Connor McGovern's a big old, like, what's going to happen, y'all? I know, right? Even what's someone like happen? T.Y. Hilton, what what do you do with that situation? Well, yeah, can but you do so something we, with So that? we actually had a really interesting conversation. Look, I want to know. My hair on the know. mic there. I've been watching Disney uh, movies. Who was it that I was having Tarzan. this conversation with? Um, <laughs> Such a good song. Oh, it was Brad. We were Brad and I on our last uh, Cowboys Hour with Will McClay. One of the things that we were kind of talking about, like off air, um, was just the notion that you know some of these veteran guys are going to take what we coined the T.Y. Hilton approach, right? Because mm-hmm. T.Y. was very yeah. adamant in this off season in saying, "I want to play football, <laughs> but not right now. I promise my kids I'm going to be there for them. I promise them that I'm going to you know show up and be at all their football games. So when everything you know when they're all said and done, then sure, then sign me. And I think you saw that work out really well. Another really good example of that is Ndamukong Sue, and now that mm. man's playing in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think when it comes to T.Y. Hilton, I think guys like that aren't as high of a priority simply for the fact that you saw the payoff that it took at the time when he was signed. And, sure. and, it, and it definitely elevated the wide receiver play, right? But I think that's a position in which I would rather you dig into the draft or dig, mm. you know, and see what kind of deals, what kind of trades you can make to maybe bring in a yeah. – a, a, 
a seasoned guy, but like a less seasoned sure. T.Y. Hilton. Sure. That's yeah. just kind of how I feel about that. Wide receivers are, are, I guess, not easier to find, right? But more out there. Sure. You have other options. And unlike somebody like uh, Brett Maher. Uh, kickers are not uh, as common to find. Yeah, that's interesting to me. It's just it's challenging stung. because it's like, it's, I, I, kicking is so hard to me personally. I think it's the yeah. hardest position on the field besides corner because it doesn't matter that Brett Maher hit back-to-back 60 yarders against the Vikings. It yeah. didn't matter that he had, you know, most of his kicks, I would say 45 to 50% of his kicks were, you know, 40 yards or out and he nailed them. You know, it doesn't matter that up until the playoffs he was drilling extra points. I think he'd missed three or four yeah. going into the postseason before that. It doesn't matter because everybody's attachment is to the fact that he, quote, unquote, choked in the playoffs. And we obviously know it wasn't a choke, but, you know, it's just it's tough. Yeah, it's tough because you saw the payout. You saw, you know, years past when he was here and he wasn't successful and they cut him and then everyone was nervous when they brought him back and then. All of a sudden, it was like Brett Maher for MVP. So that one's challenging for me. And I think kickers are such a luxury because it's really challenging to yeah. have a guy like a, a Justin Tucker, you know, that is going to be mm. consistent always and forever. So uh, Brett Maher is interesting to me. Now, Jess, you were talking a little bit about Jerry and just some of the things that he had mentioned at the Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, he also spoke. Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. What? I don't know why I said it's Super early. Bowl because the okay. TV's on. Yeah, Travis um, Kelsey's over here talking. Yes, he was at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Nick Eatman was there and got a chance to catch up with him, got a chance to catch up with Jalen Tolbert as well. Uh, some really good stuff from the Senior Bowl. So if y'all haven't checked that out, go to our mm-hmm. website and to our YouTube. There's a lot of really good nuggets on there. But uh, Jess, what stood out to you about Jerry and just some of the things that he said in that conversation? Yeah, and I think this was a very vulnerable Jerry Jones when you go back and you watch that video. And it was things that he hadn't said all season that, you know, it's it's – you can't when you're in season you there's certain things you just don't say at the sure. time and so it was very interesting to watch what jerry had to say specifically uh when it came to you know just being honest and being vulnerable and 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 laying it all out there quite frankly i mean he even got asked hey do you have any regrets about your off-season moves last off-season with <laughs> you know said wide receiver who shall not be named <laughs> and he was like i look let's address the elephant in the room and you know what i i loved he didn't use amari cooper by name you knew what he was talking about sure. but uh, a little interesting nugget there and it's no secret that you know you need more weapons for dak prescott you need a, a built wide receiver room you need that that's not a secret and what was funny is the OBJ conversation actually got brought back up, and he said, yeah, we're going to keep looking into it this this offseason. So I, I thought our OBJ watch was done, guys, and, and maybe it is, but uh, it, but it didn't seem But here's the thing about like OBJ, though, that is that to me kind of stands out. It's like now there's no pressure, yeah, right? Like now the ball is extremely in the Cowboys' court sure. because before when they were courting him, you know, there was so much competition there was a lot of the unknowns. Now I kind of feel like OBJ is at the mercy of of teams because he's got to work out. He can't get. He's yeah. not going to get signed until he works out, right? And I think he's going to be an asset regardless. But I think you have to look at like, okay, well, is he the OBJ we remember? Is this the? Are we getting the Rams OBJ? Are yeah. we getting the Giants OBJ? Are we getting the Browns <laughs> OBJ? Yeah. Uh, so 
I'm okay with OBJ watch being back on. Yeah. Well, especially not in the thick of the season. That was stressful, guys. That was so stressful. He's in the building. We're all on edge. It was fun, though, right? It was until it wasn't. It was until it wasn't. It was was like a circus. Literally. We were sitting in here, right here. When he left. And then he, you know, passes by, and Jazzy's like, just so you know, know, OBJ (laughs) just passed by, and we're like, oh. Um, Something else interesting that uh, he mentioned was – he got asked specifically, does Tony Pollard's injury impact mm-hmm. any deals you might make with him this offseason? Yes. And Jerry was blatantly honest, said no. Mm-mm. No. It doesn't. And, not at all. You know, there was other guys on this on this list that I think were, were questionable to maybe return. Uh, there was the rumor mill spinning about Tyron Smith and, and possibly trying to, you know, release him to save some cap space. And, you know, Jerry confirmed, if it's up to me and and I see the future here, both Jason Peters and Tyron Smith are going to be back on this team, which uh, if, usually if, if Jerry wants something, he's, he's going to get it, right? Is so, that how it works? <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was that was interesting because that was, you know, on the outside, that was a big question mark is, hey, can is Jason Peters going to come back? I thought that was interesting. Um, he also talked about Zeke and saying that if it's up to him, Zeke will come back. And he doesn't necessarily see a decline in, in Zeke's productivity. And that was interesting. Um, of course, he touched base on the whole Kellen Moore situation. And um, what I like, too, is he mentioned how valuable Kellen Moore was to this franchise and kind of how he grew within it, starting mm-hmm. as a quarterback. Because, you know, that's really how I, I know that's how Jerry saw him grow. Uh, I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm recapping here. Don't, don't look at it me. Was I didn't the say Aisha. It. <clears throat> I'm sorry for me. Drink some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Little nuggets from Jerry. You should go listen to it. A very honest, very truthful Jerry Jones who, uh, who came out and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate some transparency, some, some honesty there. So that was, that was interesting. I thought Steven was such a juxtaposition from Jerry because this was, you know, I think <coughs> as Jerry, you know, continues to do this every year, kind of like Mike McCarthy where that vulnerability and that honesty aspect, he kind of is just to the point where I think that's the easier method than to try and be tricky. And I think Steven is a little bit more like, this is what's happening. Yeah. This is how I feel about it. Because the thing that stood out to me about Steven was when he was talking about Zeke. And he said, hey, listen, like, we're no strangers to what Zeke has done for this organization. We'd love to have him back. Like, we love him. We love the guy. We love what he stands for. But, <laughs> but <laughs> if the money ain't right, the money ain't right. And yeah. so it's just, it's so interesting when you see, you know, the difference in thoughts and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, how we're going to get some of these guys back. And it, it is a good listen, like you mentioned, Jess. I think that's really um a lot of good stuff from Jerry, uh, a lot of good stuff on our website, too, that our writers have been cranking out, too. So lots of good stuff for you guys to look at. We're going to go ahead and take our second and final break. I promised you we would listen to Aisha talk some draft. So we're going to help you guys get ready for the upcoming combine. We're going to kind of talk about the Senior Bowl and some prospects that Aisha has her eye on when we come back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Our third and final portion of Girls Talk, Boys Talk here on our first off-season. What are you doing over here? You're like throwing off my mojo. I was trying to be quiet and flipping the page because we we came back and I hadn't finished that yet. Well, you go ahead and read that read, girl. Thank you so much. (laughs) I was trying not to be like obnoxious with the paper in the mic. and Okay. Anyways, you can get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan by joining Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just... Do you remember, guys? Twenty dollars. <laughs> How can we forget? <laughs> and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com/slash/united for more details to join today. Oh, I missed you guys. How can we, we love forget? A, we love a good twenty-dollar deal. Uh, you know what? Don't get me started. Twenty dollars can get you a lot of money. <laughs> Can get a lot of money. A lot of things. Let me know how. Let me know how. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll let you know what I do. <laughs> it is early, Haley. Let me drink know, my coffee. I know. This is this is. Uh, normally, we'll be on at ten, and so I think that it'll be a little bit better at ten o'clock. We won't be battling the traffic as much, and it's me. I won't be battling the traffic as much. Um, <laughs> So it's just an adjustment. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us. Uh, let's dig into what the offseason looks like for the Dallas Cowboys. So obviously the current players have all gone. They're working out or hanging out or vacationing, whatever it is. Uh, a well-deserved break. Um, a lot of them working out with current players, working out with teammates, working out with guys across the league, whatever it is. Uh, but that gives us an opportunity to dive into the future and what this franchise looks like in the future. We obviously just had uh, the Senior Bowl. I think the NFLPA Bowl also happened this week and the Shrine Bowl as well. So a lot of uh, college games that happened. Uh, and our very own Aisha Morrison, uh, give her her flowers. She has been working so hard on the draft show with Kyle and Bobby and Brian. So we are so proud of her for that. But Aisha, oh, I just kind of want to open up the floor to you um, just some things you've seen on that draft show, and then we'll kind of talk about maybe what some needs that we see and yeah. go from there. So, like, what is the biggest – like, if you were going to – at 26, which is almost the second round, right? But whatever. But at 26 right now, what would you pick right now? Oh, my god. What do you think is the big? I mean, it's okay she to go. She flipped it on us. Yeah, she did. Oh, flip the script. I, I want to know. Uh, <laughs> I want to go there. <laughs> god, don't get me started with that TikTok again. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think the obvious answer is you need a corner. 
you know, I think that's the obvious answer that everybody is looking for, right? I wouldn't expect in corner, girl. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Oh, I know. I watched her face when you said that. <laughs> oh, she is up there. Hey, girl. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um, oh. I, I thought that was, to me, I thought that was the obvious answer, right? Because that was, I guess, a position, especially going into postseason, that everyone was so worried about. And, oh, you know, Tom Brady's going to pick on the corner. Like, to me you don't want to have a drop off at any position and not that there was too much. I I think Dan Quinn did a very incredible job there, you know, making sure everybody was prepared, but I think a corner. So that way, you know, given injuries and, and, you know, guys returning, you have that safety net, if you will, that gives them that time to really, really rehab and really take this off season, take their time to get back to full form. Um, I want to say wide receiver too, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's hard. It's hard because you also have, you know, if if OBJ's on the table, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about drafting a wide receiver because you have a young wide receiver room already. You need some some veteran leadership in there a little bit. So oh no, girl, they gonna I'm draft, torn. They gonna draft receiver. They have to. Yeah. At 26. Here's my. They're thing. not at 26. Maybe not at 26 because you don't want to just go. Need. I thought we were talking about 26. No, 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 no. Like. I get what you're saying. Like they're going to draft a wide receiver um, at some point in this draft. Like yeah. it, it's just 100. percent I mean, I think they might double dip. <laughs> I I think at 26. Okay, yeah, I want to like, hear it. <laughs> this is my hot take, right? Oh, this is my hot take. Get it. Re- get the get the popcorn ready. And I don't think this happens because he's too good. But I think if Bijan is still available, you got to take Bijan. Do you really feel like that? I do. Really? I do. You really she won't. said it was a hot take. It's a hot take. But I just think, like, he is such a gem. I think about the way that he kind of went from a nobody really knew who he was to he's getting NIL deals from mm-hmm. Lamborghini and, you know, whatever it is. And and obviously that's off the field stuff. But just the, the run style, the way he plays, I almost feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he feels like a hybrid of a Tony and a Zeke to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is, um, like I said, he's just a gem. So I think if he's available, you have to take him. Question for you, though. If that does happen, does that put the nail in the coffin for Zeke? It might, and I hate that. And I and Zeke knows I love him. Zeke, he's my. We're my, just talking my, about business. Standpoint. He's my favorite in the locker room by far. But I just think that, like, when you're trying to figure out how you can shore up your run game, hmm. that's my hot take. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's no, a great take. No, there's nothing <laughs> like a lot. This is that's actually a huge discussion right now. Like. I was actually thinking about this the other night, and then I'll, I'll tell you guys like what I think about some some of the guys I'm looking at. But in in regard to uh, Bijan, I call him so Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. His Heck name yeah. is Bijan. Oh, no. And so mine, I call Bijan Sub Zero. Yeah. That's his, that's his nickname. Love that. So that's great. I, love uh, that I think game. that could stick. Actually. I know it can stick. I'm trying to look li- 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 Jazzy. <laughs> get, get me right. Get, um, get your rights going with but that. But yes, Sub Zero uh, has really got Cowboys fans' attention. And I was actually thinking about this today. Is like, it's so crazy. Like, if you're running back in this generation right now, I'm not saying that they feel undervalued, but can you imagine? Like when Zeke and Saquon and those guys got paid, and when they got drafted, mm-hmm. like you knew they were they were probably going to go in the first round. Like you knew that, and now that running back 
I'm not saying it's not as valuable, but it seems like people don't, they think it's expendable in a sense. It's like, I can get a guy to do this the same way that the Cowboys look at tight end. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm going fourth round and I'm just going <laughs> to develop them. What do you mean? And so I, I, I actually empathize in a way for mm-hmm. some of these young running backs coming up because the conversation is so different now. Like a couple years ago, I feel like, well, not even a couple years ago, I feel like we would have been like, oh, yeah, Bijan's going to be like a top five pick. Like, I, when, and, yeah. but now it's like, he might be there in his day. You know, like, and I'm, yeah. and that's just I don't crazy. think he's there. The no, I don't day. think he's there. I don't think he's there, but I just think it's so crazy how the conversations changed yeah. about running back and how I think that's affecting, gonna affect the running back position. Now, I do have a running back I've been looking at, though. Um, the gentleman from Alabama, uh, Gibbs. Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Roll tied, baby. Oh, God. Get oh, a girl. No. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. like, get a grip, get, get a grip. But he he impressed me. I think Jameer is um, great. Yeah. He changed as someone who c- spent time covering that team. He mm. changed the way. He kind of brought back the you know the Mark Ingram esque type. Where is it? Where the running back starred at Alabama, but he is so versatile because he's like a wide receiver. Like yeah. he's built like a wide receiver, but he plays like a freaking running back. Yeah, and that's something I wanted to to talk about about this 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 draft class of uh running backs now. I feel like the power back is fantastic, but people right now are looking for running backs that have some mm-hmm. receiving qualities. Mm. Yeah. And so I, when you look at a, a, a Sub-Zero, when you look at a, a Gibbs, like these gentlemen to me are are some of the guys, uh, the gentleman from Tulane that went crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, He went yeah. nuts. Uh, uh, I got him Tajay? here. Tajay Spears. Yeah. Um, just these gentlemen are showing like, okay, if you toss the ball to me, I can make something happen out of this. And when I look at Jameer Gibbs, I honestly really do think he could be a guy that if a – if um, if uh, my bad, I'm sorry, slipping me. But if if Sub Zero's not there, <laughs> if he's not there, then they could probably That's a great option. maybe grab Gibbs because um, they he I think he's a guy that can make the best out of tosses, screens, mm. and when you look at um, a it's who is our new OC Shotty. When you look yeah, at Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer, that's a part of his game. Screen like the Cowboys have not had a screen game for. The wow. la- the longest screen I think I've seen was in 2016. Dang, you had like a little <laughs> like, like you're envisioning. Yeah, like one of those like because it was bubbles that pop no, up in movies no, that like you think back and I it's like replaying remember. an old an old clip. I know y'all remember that like in 2016 when Zeke would get a screen, people yeah. were worried it was going to the house. Yes, He's like it was. Over I granted that offensive line was nasty, but at the yeah. same time it was like. The Cowboys could screen well. They could do these quick things to help, you know, you know, defer from the um, the pass rush. And those are things that they didn't, they weren't able to do this yeah. year. Like, we saw screens in the last couple of games, and people were rejoicing on Twitter. Like, was that a screen? <laughs> Did you see that? I ain't seen one all season. I'm like, y'all get a grip. Are y'all for real right what? now? Get but, a grip. Is that your new saying? I know. Get a grip. That's new. That's, well, that's kind of aggressive. I like I'm it. I'm gonna get a shirt. I was in the ice grip. Aisha Morrison. I was in the ice storm. You know, you know, like. It's just a little cool. isolated she's so just, long. She's releasing. I'm out of you there. Know, well, here's, <laughs> I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> something, too, is you're talking about giving Dak weapons. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes. You, it, it doesn't just go back to the wide receiver core. Yeah. You also have to, you know, tie in ends wherever you can. Yeah. That helps. That helps. If it was up to me, I'd draft that whole Alabama draft class. Stop. I would take Bryce oh, Young. I would take Will Anderson. I would take Jameer Gibbs. I would take Bryant Branch. Hey, I'd take them all. But you take know them what? all. But you know what? With Jameer, though, 
is like, how do I say this in, in a nice way? Uh -oh. The fact oh, that he's man. a transfer from Georgia Tech makes me okay with drafting him. Because running yeah. backs from Alabama, they got a, you know. Well, maybe y'all don't know, but but I don't know. It. I'm like, what do they have? What oh no, it's have? just like some of them last in the league, and mm -hmm. some of them don't. Okay. Like I don't is know it what it miss? is. It's it's hit or miss okay. with him. But the fact that he's a transfer kind of eases my mind oh, a little okay. bit. But yeah. yeah, he's one of the guys I've been I've been I was really looking at the other day because he has soft hands and one thing. <laughs> Y'all, goodness, y'all, I can't. He I has know, soft sorry. hands I'm as sorry. a receiver. I just, I, I've never that, heard that. Soft hands? I've never heard you say that. Just when we're talking about football, I've never oh, heard you say that. Because I got to get into the, the draft version. I love it, but it kind of threw me off too. I was like, huh? Do you like, have soft hands? I don't. I feel like I don't. No, you do. I you still really got callous from being in the military. No, I ain't letting you do me like no, that. My, They're not that bad. I feel like Haley's are really soft. They're not that bad. I can't reach you. I, can, I don't hold. Okay, we're I like holding hands receiver. across the table. Are we doing cool by y'all? We're going to get taken off there. Y'all dropped Haley Sutton. But no, like he... Uh, <laughs> Put her in, coach. Mike, if you're listening... Soft hands. Go ahead, Aisha. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Don't no, let me no, and my soft hands distract me. No, no, it's okay. But we also too. Since Your soft hands are distracting. Me. I've been looking at a lot of. I was looking at a lot of offensive line because the Cowboys gonna draft yeah, offensive line. They have baby. to. They gonna go offensive line. And I do. To your point, you were talking about Jerry and. Um, how Tyron Smith, mm. they're talking about Tyron Smith maybe coming back, Jason Peters. Yo, if you got those guys as depth guys, yeah. you're, you're swimming in it. Also, too, mm -hmm. we're, we're waiting on Matt. Well, let's go. I don't know how far out he mm. is, but um, he may be a guy that is, you know, in there, in there as a rotational piece. And so I think the depth of the offensive line is shaping out to be pretty good from what it sounds like. We're not sure yet. But if not, I know they're going to draft offensive line. So I've been looking at tackles. Um, that you could maybe turn into a guard, kind of mm -hmm. how they were thinking with, uh, how they were thinking with um, Tyler. Tyler, and um, what is his name? My bad. His name is Warren War Tater Tots. Where is it? It's in front of my face. Oh, my bad. I have it written. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're doing so good. I'm riding the bus because I have his name written down, but then I, I think I spelled it wrong, and I don't want to mess it up. Um, Oh, there it is. Uh, Warren McGlendon from Georgia mm. is a guy that I think if he he's right now he's can he's a, he has a neck roll and everything. He looks tiring-ish when I see him mm. out there, but I feel like he could transition to to guard and be successful there. And so I've been looking at him, his hands, and what he can do get into the second level. And I know that they're gonna want to run the ball um, in this offense moving forward. So there are a lot more tackles in this draft than there are guards. So I've been really trying to look at what guards, well, what tackles could really be converted to a guard, like Osiris Mitchell. I think he could be a guard if you wanted him to be. And if they could fit, because I think there's a bigger need at guard for the Cowboys right now than mm -hmm. it is tackle. It feels like if you get another guard, you can maybe be okay, independent of what happens with McGovern. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and wide receiver, I had Rasheed Rice as my guy to look at, SMU receiver. Um, and I felt like because he's close to home yep. that he could be a guy that was on the Cowboys' radar. And you saw Dak Prescott post with him. I don't know if I'm sure they're just training and working out or whatever. But mm -hmm. his showing at the Senior Bowl wasn't. He he had a couple of splash plays and, and things like that. I kind of worry about how much separation he's going to get and if that's mm. something that they're really trying to – since that was such a thing that was yeah. hammered this year, it was the lack of separation, the route running. And I'm really thinking that maybe they may go 
less of a possession receiver, like, and more of can this guy get open on their own? But, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, he has time to, you know, show himself, yeah. you know, show his, show what else he can do. But um, I do think that he's a strong, like, big slot player that can make a difference in the offense, um, and he's a good contested ball catcher. So, I don't know. I, w- I just saw him. I liked him, and I was really looking for him in the senior bowl. And he did some, he did some things in practice. I felt like he made some plays, but – I'm not sure if he's going to fit what maybe they're looking for right now with how much you, you want guys to get open and have separation on their own now. So that's what I got so far, y'all. Awesome. Well, you were doing such awesome work with that show. Yes. If you guys uh, have not tuned in to the draft show, it's every Wednesday and Thursday at 11, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's got our own Aisha Morrison, Kyle Yeomans. Uh, Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt on it. So a lot of really good, really influential voices uh, for this organization. So tap into that. Aisha will actually be hopping on that in a couple of hours. So you have your first chance to listen to her. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us through this first morning episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We are still getting used to the early time. Next Thursday, we'll be on at our regularly scheduled time at 10 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, And we will try and do these check-ins with Aisha every week just to see what she's working on and who you guys should be paying attention to leading up to the draft and the combine and all that. But that's going to do it for our first off-season episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We will chat with you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!